You're listening to the Free Your Mind podcast. Join Moya and Kumo every other Wednesday as they share their unfiltered views and debate on topics with guests from issues making the headlines to topics generating buzz in the group chats. Make sure to share the episode with a friend and rate us if you enjoyed it. Why don't you give us a follow on Twitter at GCR Free Your Mind? And of course, you can listen to all our episodes on our website, listen to GCR.com. Just go to shows and you will find Free Your Mind and everything related on there. The next episode starts now. Bouncing everything fine for your side. Charlie, we're there inside. Uh, we the manage. Small, small. I will go do so, it. Be so, mine, so. so. <laughs> so yeah, um, Maya was supposed to join us, but she's trying to tie it up with something else. Uh, okay. I guess. Okay. With also the Ramadan's you know, stuff. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be recording with Odi. Yeah. Welcome, guys, again to another episode of Free Your Mind. Um, I'm your host, Komo. Maya is not in today, as I said earlier. But I'm here with a guest that I have been chasing down for God knows how long. And finally, I get to have him on the show. Bro, introduce yourself to the listeners. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Komo, for having me. I know we've, uh, we've talked about uh, coming on the show for a while. So yeah. I'm glad I'm finally here. Anyways, my name is Alfred. Um, Alfred Apia. So I'm originally from Ghana. Um, I currently, I live in Canada. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a data analyst by day, data scientist sometimes. Um, so I just like to play with data. That's that's how I like to describe myself. Yeah. So I'm happy to be here. Uh, we're also very excited to have you. Um, let's get into the first segment. Um, what is the Black Star? In the Black Star segment, we acknowledge significant achievements of Ghanaians, Ghanaians in the diaspora, as well as Africans. And with the recent Wasida was taken, three students topped over 2.1 million students overall who took the exams. And all these three students were Ghanaians. Congratulations to Sisitete Kuma, Prophet Asida Obin, and Ifua Ansa. Um, yeah, apparently I heard that we've been talking like for God knows how long. I didn't know that till now. But Charlie, for you to have top marks in Wasi, like over two point one million students, that's that's a big feat. That's a very big feat. Charlie, we then we know the seat of the C four since we then we declare. Charlie, Charlie, yeah, yeah be true, be true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I if I if I as I heard the story, I was very happy about it. I was like, you know. Especially, you know, given the times, right? COVID, yeah. it's not easy. And I, I'm not saying that it's easy for everybody, right? Everybody, because they all wrote the, the WASI under the same similar circumstances. But obviously, the mm-hmm. cases in every country, every country was different, right? But yeah, anyways, I'm, I'm just happy for them. I'm happy that uh, they were able to do that. One of the other things that make me happy also is... Um, the fact that you know like this is the first batch of the free shs folks right and people who yeah. follow me on twitter know that i am a big i am a big supporter of of, of free of SHS. SHS. and you know with free shs making um access easier for people there were other people who were saying that you know that's going to impact the quality of the education uh, because if you have more people the teacher to student ratio is probably going to get worse yeah. and all that but i mean that notwithstanding we we and I, I know that somebody can say that wasi is just one indicator right but i th- i still think that 
it is it is it is speaking to it's, it's speaking something to us like you know in terms of how some of these people we're still we're still able to take a lot of people and still top so even if historically we're doing so well um the fact that that is still confirmed even with, with because we've had a big policy change we've had a big policy change which is having wasi i mean sorry having free yeah. shs which is like you know making high school pretty much universal for everybody if you want to go you can go so i think for me it's it's that it's just that that i i am very very um happy about that uh the fact that we had free shs didn't really impact uh the the um in terms of that they didn't impact the quality yeah. in terms of that yeah 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 it's a big feat and i think you drew our mind to like the covid thing because even as adults bro this COVID thing is having this whole soul on us. Not stuff of like having um, to steady within this gap period and try and write to it and like come on top like the whole West Africa. So yeah, kudos to them wherever they are. Hopefully they are able to listen to this. If you know them and you listen to their podcast, just let them know we are very proud of them. This week's Ethica Fashion Podcast shines a light on Jennifer Muli founder of Kenyan brand Jiamini and South African designer Lukanyom Dingi. Listen as they discuss growing their businesses and incorporating age-old traditions as they take on the international market. The link to the episode will be in the episode show notes. I absolutely agree with you. The thing is, Africa is a huge continent and there's so many different diverse cultures that coexist within it. Not only cultures, but also artisanal crafts that haven't even really been seen or tapped into yet. And I think if we collaborate and also create networks within those spaces, we're able to really create this beautiful hybrid of artisanal craft together with modern design. I think there's this huge misconception that um, African design has to be extremely colorful and very print driven. And even though I understand why that's also the case, because we there is such a vibrancy within our continent and there's so much diversity, but there also are things that are far beyond bright prints and um, traditional prints. Hey there, I'm Mamiya from the MCNO podcast. We bring you the latest conversation with the most interesting people in town from the perspective of the youth which you wouldn't want to miss find us on listen to gcr.com forward slash the mcnl pod or find us on all your favorite podcast platforms catch you later let's move to the next segment what be your mind um an article it has to do with the issue that came up in, in relation to money rituals where there were two sixty year old who killed their fellow ten year old for um, rituals. I think that brought a lot of national conversation. But then one thing caught our attention, the Minister of Gender, Children and Social Protection, Adwasafo, made a statement about how parents must teach their children that hard work pays. I, I find it rather intriguing. I don't know, Alfred, if you can speak to this, because the statement to me personally is preposterous. Well, I mean, I think you know. I, I think first of all, I think it's it's very easy to say that hard work uh, pays, right? And I think it's very easy it's easy to suggest that ha- hard work is a solution for everything, right? I mean, she's a politician. She has um, she has a lot of influence, and she has a uh, she has. And a she did right. She did some hard work to get to where she was, quote unquote. But yeah. Right. 
exactly but then but then politicians have a role like as leaders of society you have roles to play to to create the enabling environment for people who are working hard to succeed right and so the fact that you are saying hard work pays doesn't mean that that is that is a solution like i mean people like at the end of the day parents can bring up their child you know they can try they you know they can prepare them in the way but if if the environment they're living in isn't conducive for the hard work to pay off we're not going to see that it's not automatic that if you if you work hard you're going to you're going to you're going to do do well for example right so so the, the so I mean I think for me when I saw that I was like I mean it's just an easy thing to say it's like social studies um, response to 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 a problem right it's like it's easy to say that um, hard work pays I mean like if if there's a problem in society yeah let's just throw hard work at it like that's not I mean I think it's just you know I, so that's me I think it's just too simplistic in my opinion um, to say that you know I think it's it's there's a lot of work that has to go there and politicians you know you have to do you have to like i said you have to create an enabling environment for people like you can go to school at the end of the day you you can't find a job so you went to school you work hard you couldn't find a job after that is that your fault that you couldn't find a job or you know even though, for example if you want to be if you if you even want to start your own business there has there has to be the enabling environment for you to start your business for example right and so if 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 you you do all that i i'm just saying that it's just too simplistic to say that we we you know we teach our kids hard work and then they will succeed um i think it's just too simplistic you know they have they, there's a rule but that also there. i think that there's also this thing where you hear people sometimes say things like you have to scam or you have to yeah like you have to find very illegal quote-unquote ways to try and make your money and like that's that's, and, and that's how essentially I see this whole mutual issues. I get it. It's very wild for younger people to decide that they are killing a, a more younger person for rituals, but it also boils down on how we are shaping our views of society in general. How we realize that somebody enters into politics and then they are the world's richest person in two years. And how people have money, but then it's kind of wild to ask them to explain where our world came from. Me personally, I feel like she she had a she, she's not being sincere with what she really just said. But at the end of the day, she be politician too. So, but it's wild that she's a minister for children, <laughs> children and gender protection. Like they over me because. <laughs> I, I I personally, I think if again on my Twitter, like mostly I would say that um, usually for me I don't I don't judge poli- uh, like elected officials I don't judge them by the um, like the portfolio they are handling right like I don't judge their their technical competency I, even actually this morning I was talking to somebody on Twitter about that like I don't I I feel like they are politicians like first of all they are really you know they are really like think of them as managers. You know, so they don't like. I, I, don't, I always, you know, try to steer away from using somebody's background as an example to uh, to judge whether they would make up. They will be a good minister for a certain sector. There's, there's, there's a few. There's probably one sector that I make exceptions for, and that's like justice and so, uh, justice, right? The Attorney General and Justice Department, because that one, like, you probably you have to be a lawyer, right? For example. But otherwise, for all the other ones, so for me, I, I, I usually don't try to judge them based on 
based on their technical competences because i know that yeah. you know i work in government right so i work for the i work for government here so i know how i know i kind of know how it works and i know i know what elected officials do and what the civil servants yeah. actually do and they do all the work right so so as, as like for example when people were talking about how i could see and whether she couldn't you know she couldn't do the job i wasn't really worried about that because i knew that yeah. she's just gonna like be there yeah, as like a manager yeah, yeah. like as an overseer if you if you want exactly oversight right so that she can do she doesn't need really need to know the sector very well like of course when she goes there she'll give her briefing materials they'll you know they'll prepare about what the, the sector does and all that and she, so she'll get abreast right so for me i i don't like usually so i don't really want to go there when it comes to when people are appointed uh because right so you remember when uh when dr dr opoku prempe was the minister of education and he's a doctor right and then people were talking about that. i wasn't bothered about that i knew that he could still do the job because you kind of know the work they do it's not that they are going to be sitting the, behind the computer and actually yeah. doing analysis or doing anything you know they come they, they're really pretty much they're spoon fed they come they give them you know these are the options these are this is what we are considering the civil servants pretty much do all the work for them and so yeah Sorry, I went I went off track a little there, but but before we move on to the next main topic of the episode, I know this is a problem, but it's not fair to talk about a problem without talking about a solution. Um, do you in your mind have a way you think we can reshape the mindsets of people? Do you think there's a way we could reshape the way they see things? And that will probably shape their mindset before I move on to the next. Well, well, I think it's it's you know I think it sometimes it comes down to an issue of trust too, right? Um, and I say that in the sen- in the sense that, like, if I'm growing up and I know this is what I want to pursue, this is the career path I want to go. Um, you know, I think I need assurance, so in my mind, I need to be assured that once I'm done. I'm going to actually be able to go through yeah. that path that I, I set out to do, right? Right now, the issue we have is that um, people people are, you know, obviously people, some people are, there, there's always going to be a, a subsection of the population that are, you know, looking for quick money, no matter what. They want, they just want, yeah. <laughs> they just want something, right? They want their money, right? So those groups, that's different. But I think for people who, um, who, you know, set out certain careers that they want to pursue, I think it comes down to, um, creating the enabling environment for them to thrive so you know government has a role to play and yeah we can't do without that right and you know government and government has a role to play there very important and so far i mean so far <laughs> we've always like you you again you see me always talking about the fact that we rely on a lot of macroeconomic indicators right so our gdp is growing well oh our inflation is this those kinds of things right like those yeah. give you a broad overview of how the economy is doing you're not really looking at how everybody else is doing and so your programming is not influenced by those things right because you're not collect like I, I sometimes i say you're not collecting the right data so if you're not co- collecting the right data you're not even me- you're, so so we bring out initiatives that as we think from a, from a high level from a politi- politician's perspective would benefit a majority of people we think that if we do this it's going to change people's life but because we don't collect the foundational data sets for that it makes it hard to yeah. see to actually maybe be able yeah. to tie up initiative to the needs of the so that is that is the that is the key really thing. Doctor Baumia, your favorite quote. Yeah, 
yeah but but i think i think i mean i think i i mean i i don't give up on ghana like i personally you would see from my i'm i'm always i always try to be positive because i know that i know that it is possible like we can do it like you know we 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 are, we we got to got into a point that i think uh we we can we can still move ahead i think it's just something's new to change but uh, i know you know those are not going to change right the, we're always going to come back to oh yeah we'll do like uh quick fixes and then we'll come back to the same problem uh because because if if if, if the people who are benefit benefiting from it um are not willing to are not willing to change it yeah we we are not going anywhere um uh yesterday i, I was reading an article sorry i yesterday i was reading an article um that that was uh it was a speech yes, by yeah, uh, Jonah, um and he, he was very yeah it was it was i was it was you know like he was talking about the fact that our executive branch of government is so empowered that um the other sectors are deficient pretty much right because the other sectors especially the legislature will is supposed to be uh you know checking the executive right in but then the executive is you know pretty much full of the legislature the people from the legislature as well and yeah. so it's it's who's checking who for example yeah. right so that's 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 the issue that we have but i think you know we, we can bra, we can go bra, down this rabbit hole and no, then we wouldn't be able to go no, through no, the rest no, of the, the, the rest of the topics so. lack of lack of amenities <laughs> lack of <laughs> ever migration ever migration lack of facilities yep yeah, it'd be funny if, but it mostly if you talk up, if you put the talk about time, yeah, it'd be yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. But it'd be, yeah. it'd be those be the yeah. issues. So yeah. the issues from social yeah, media, that would do social things. You know, change. The issues not change. Yeah, it'd be the same yeah. issues. Yeah. Lack of amenities. Yeah, it'd be the same thing. Not to get into the rabbit hole of this <laughs> issue. and the segments and go into the main segments of the episode. The main segments. Which is what they happen. Um, Alfred, in five minutes, I mean, everybody knows you are synonymous to the COVID issues. And COVID has been with us for almost close to two years now. Um, we don't want to touch on the bits that everybody knows about. From a fair point, everybody is pretty tired of the virus now. I'm not going to lie. But there are some things that are worth talking about. Things that you, you feel are possibilities that can't happen because we are not doing certain things right the things we need to do and we could build up on that to talk about the way forward so yeah your microphone is yours okay well thank you and i i, I want to just i just want to thank uh you know the people of ghana everybody right everybody has done has played a role um in um in trying to control uh, the spread of COVID-19 in Ghana. And I think it's, you know, it's commendable, uh, some of the things that people have done. And so when, when you said um, people were getting tired, I mean, it's understandable that people are, people are tired, right? It's, we've been at this for, for what, uh, many months now. And so it's definitely, like, that's why I wanted to just uh, start by thanking people I think earlier in the year, obviously, we all saw what happened where our hospitalizations were, you know, spiking and uh, we were all concerned about the, uh, the, the, the burden that it would, it would place on our already depleted health, health, healthcare system uh, capacity. Right. So, so that has that based on the latest data that has that 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 hospitalization trend seems to be going down. Right. It should, it, it seems to be declining, which is great. Um, I think I think you know that's that's great, 
And then we can also see that the testing, um, obviously the testing went down, but the, the cases have also been declining, right? The rate at which we are confirming new cases also going down, which is great. I'm, I'm saying all this because I know I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go harder, right? Um, because we cannot be complacent, right? That's what I want to say. Like, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the piece of caution that I want to, I want to give, right? We cannot, well, we cannot be, be complacent because I mean, based on, the commentary that I see on social media, it appears that the um, the compliance to the public health measures are also declining. About, about so people are, people are not also following some of the exactly, which which can be problematic. And I'll talk about that. So actually this morning I saw uh, a letter from the Frontiers Healthcare Services. So that's the company that does the airport testing. And they are saying that Yesterday, they confirmed 75 new cases of COVID-19 at the airport. Now, to put that in, into context, previously, we confirmed like less than 10 cases at the airport. So to confirm 75, and given the fact that there are variants all over, like there's Brazil, there's the India, uh, there's the South Africa and the UK one, and then there's like there are multiple variants that are circulating right now. So the fact that they are confirming 75 new cases at the airport on one day, that is that is that is alarming and so they are concerned about that they were telling the uh, i think they were writing to i don't know whether it was the ghana health service or the ghana airports uh, company limited or somebody they were writing to them to say that um they are they're really worried about that so so for me that is that is that is alarming and that is not good because right now we have you know like i said uh, we are declining right but but we have less compliance so imagine if some of some people slip through because obviously the testing at the airport is also yeah. not 100 percent right the, yeah. the, the, the accuracy of the test is not 100 percent so definitely some people can slip through and so and so and then knowing how how uh the transmission rate of the, some of those uh, new variants is and that is what is causing like for example india is reporting like over three hundred thousand new cases a day um so I'm I am very concerned that if some of that or if if it hasn't already even gotten into the community, if it does, that is a problem for our infection control because people are not uh, following the public health measures, right? And so if they're just going going to go ahead and live their life the way they want, then that's going to be a problem for us. Uh, and I know I, I think you had a point, but we might we probably will talk about vaccination too because that's one of the yeah, challenges that we are having as well with vaccinations. For like not really fat, but don't you also think that? Perspective, which I have, I feel like a lot of people are also moving reckless because they got the vaccination shot. So everything is all is all is well. Like I got my shot. Well, so why should I really? I mean, I'm going to wear my mask, but I, I, I really will be serious about it, like the way I would be if I didn't have my vaccination. Okay, well, then the question I would ask such a person is how many people in Ghana have been vaccinated, right? So um, we've done about, I think about 800, just over 800,000 people have received uh, a first dose. By the way, the, these people have not even been fully vaccinated. The people who, who want to be moving freely around, um, they have not been fully vaccinated. It's just one shot that they got. Uh, but that always stand and put that into context. cry alone um, has what, how many people there? And so if only 800,000 Ghanaians or maybe 840,000 Ghanaians have been vaccinated, that is not enough, right? That is not, that is, that is, that is just like, that is like 2.7% of the total Ghanaian population of about 30 million. 
So that is very small. And if you think about, if you think about the threshold that is needed for herd immunity, for example, we're thinking like 60 to 70%, even 70 to 75 because of the new variants. So we, we are not there. And, to, and to, I mean, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is nobody can get comfortable that the fact that they've been vaccinated means that, you know, they can just move around freely because um, it's, it's, uh, it's just a small fraction, not even, we haven't even vaccinated. I think before I could, I was tracking, um, the proportion of people that have been vaccinated in the greater Accra region. Um, uh, obviously with, because of reporting challenges, I've not been able to do that, but that's another point, but we have, I don't think we've even vaccinated 5% of the, of the population in, in greater Accra. So we have a long way to go. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and right now, one of the challenges we are having. One of the challenges we are having is uh, the vaccine supply. So in terms of administering the vaccine, we don't have a problem with that. I think Ghana has one of the very efficient vaccine uh, distribution or administration systems in, the, in, in Africa, right? We are good in terms of administering vaccines, but you need to have the vaccines before you administer them. Right now, the challenge we are having is that we are not getting the vaccines because the COVAX facility um, also, it's because the vaccine that we got were manufactured by the Serum Institute of India, right? So they they, they produced it. They produced the they, they 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 did the AstraZeneca. I mean, the AstraZeneca were developed in the UK, but they they produced the one that we had, right? And we are relying on them. And now India is, you know, the crisis that in the crisis that India is in right now. So so they are not shipping. So that is one. That is one. That is and that's one part. The other part is the AU, the African Union was also we also relying on some of the some of vaccine our uh, vaccines from the African Union. That's also having a challenge in in terms of supply. And then the African Union was even going to defer to the Johnson and Johnson vaccines from the US. And they uh, recently the US put a the, the US FDA put a hold on on that vaccine because it was having some of the blood clots issues that was reported for the AstraZeneca as well. And so they wanted to uh, they wanted to check that. So all this not all that notwithstanding, all, all I'm trying to say is that our vaccine uh, program, our vaccination program, has been derailed by 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 some of these challenge challenges in supply. So nobody can get comfortable. Um, um, like knowing that, it's, it's, unless you want to be selfish, right? Like you have to think about the broader the broader population. Like, if only two point point seven percent of Ghanaians, or about maybe three, I think it was maybe four point some four point four or something percent of the adult population yeah. has been vaccinated, that is not enough. Like, we have a long way yeah. to go. Um, Nobody should get complacent. Is what I would say. You're talking, I was um, about, you're talking about how we need like 70 percent of the population to achieve head. Um, and we currently have done just two to between two to six percent of the population. All I'm trying to ask is do people who have recovered from COVID also add to the herd immunity population? Um I, I, I think I think you know there is uh and in some of the some of the projections that I've seen, there is like um, there is immunity from from what's it called from infection, and then there's immunity from from the vaccines, right? So there is some Im immunity, but however, like if you look at our cases, that's not it. Like it's we have confirmed, I think we've confirmed about ninety thousand, about ninety thousand cases, right? That's only a very very small sort of small fraction, right? So we're not that's not going to make any change. You know what I mean? Like I think it's a very, it's a very, very significant, a very, very insignificant proportion of the population. 
Um, so I wouldn't bank on that. And I think even, I mean, I, I might not be privy to the, all the pap all the papers and all the research about about the about that. But I'm just saying that all I'm trying to say is that it's even even if we have immunity from from infection, that is only just very little. That's very very small. So we still need the vaccination. Yeah. The vaccination, it's it's it is our way out, right? It is our way out, and and that's why we have to really really take it seriously. Right now, we can't do much. I mean, because we are not. First of all, we are not producing vaccines. Right. So if you're not producing vaccine, we have to rely on the people who are supplying it for us. And then if they are having challenges supplying it, then we, that's where we have the issue. So that's why we are struggling. And we have to, you know, you make, we have to pray. Make an informed decision. Do you think we stand the risk of going to a third wave? I think that's that's definitely possible. And uh, there's a few reasons for that. Obviously, we talked about the lack of adherence to the the public health measures right so if people people are going to go about living recklessly yeah that's definitely um, um but i think what i the other thing that i said earlier was about the cases at the airport right because even if we control internal like in-country infection there is also because the airport is still open there is also um there's also uh, a risk of, of, of people bringing it into imp of us importing cases, right? And I know we talk about, I mean, there's, there's airport testing, so we can get rid of, we can be able to sometimes control some of it. But there is also, obviously, because the, the, the testing is not 100% um, accurate, we'll be able to miss, we'll, we'll, there's a chance that we miss some of uh, some, some, some cases. And then if even a few cases slip through, that is, that is also going to, that, that can cause a challenge for you. Um, and so uh, that's, that's, so that's why I think that, yeah, based on those, I think, I think it's definitely possible that it could be a third wave um and, and and i think government probably should consider i mean in my opinion government should consider um some restrictions on on places where the cases are you know really really crazy right i know for example in canada they they started i think they uh, they restricted flights coming from india and um and pakistan or something like that so i think some so some there might be some yeah. like we don't have to close the whole airport for example uh, and that's always that's always my issue with policy making right in ghana like we always just do this one size fits yeah, all kinds of policies yeah, like you know it. everybody gets this <laughs> like, or nothing exactly it's it's really it's really just nuancing and making sure that okay you know we can maybe make very country specific travel restrictions right make it very very don't 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 do it for everybody and you know why why it's like that it's because we don't collect enough data so we don't we don't really have data to really segment the population into multiple things so we just say okay everybody get the same policy right even if you are in this situation yeah. or you are in that situation you get the same policy so what, what i'm saying is that government can consider um like very um country specific restrictions like if you're coming from a country with number of active cases that is you know like if you have coming from a country with a i don't know a certain threshold of active cases per capita maybe we should uh we, sh we should we should block flights from those countries or yeah. something like that like we're not allowing flight to come from those countries so i think sometimes those things like that might help us with our infection control but i think you know depend just just because of the vaccination program not going too well and it's not but i mean it's i don't think it's anybody's but now one of the things that i was going to talk about was like the projection for vaccination uh, but i'll talk about that in a minute but i'm saying that yeah just because of the vaccination program not going so well uh what is happening at the airport like over two days i, I think it was they said the april 21st and april 24th they confirmed about 120 cases at the airport that is that is too much that is ridiculous and that's too much so we can't we so with all those things and with people also living you know 
<laughs> living their life the way they want to live it. Uh, we're not gonna. We, we, we. I think we definitely risk, uh, risk, uh, risk the 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 the, the, the chance that we will we will have a third wave. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I also wanted to talk about the vaccination a little bit because you know, like we were very ambitious with our targets, right? We said that we were going to vaccinate 20 million Ghanaians by October or something like that. So mathematically, what that meant was that we should be vaccinating about 82,000. We should be doing about 82,000 vaccinations a day. That's assuming that we're only doing one. We're vaccinating like we want to give uh, one dose to, to 20 million Ghanaians by, by October. Right now, that is not possible. It's not even possible to do that by the end of the year. So if we want to meet that target, I think we're probably looking like, uh, like if we, the pace that is required is 82,000. We have not done anything close to that. I think when we started, we're doing like 40,000 at some point a day. And then obviously as the supply went down, then we were not getting enough to, to vaccinate, right? So right now, even if you look at the, the seven day average of our vaccination, sometimes like we do like 13,000 um, per day. And last time I, I think I did some calculations and I was like, if we, for example, if we, vaccinate um 20,000 people a day um and assuming this is also assuming that we have the supply right um if that is if that is true we will be reaching our herd immunity uh in december of 2023 <laughs> so that is that's a long time away now if we do if even if we do about 40,000 a day that is that is we're still looking like at about august 2022 so this, so when you look at those numbers, you know that there's a long way to go, right? So I don't, I, what I'm, all I'm trying to say is that people shouldn't get comfortable. The fact that we have vaccines doesn't mean that we, we don't have some of the vaccine. Like last time they said their stock was at 900 and something thousand, 940 something some thousand. The last uh, press conference, I think last Sunday. And then based on the, the part of the, the, the website, they've done uh, about eight, 800 and 40 something i think so that means yeah. what there's like only a, like about hundred thousand left like so if we don't get any supply anytime soon there's no vaccine to to vaccinate people and and i think and i think one of the other things is that government has that's why i always because government risk communication is very important right so government has to stress that like we promised you that we're going to give you 20 million going to vaccinate 20 million Ghanaians by october we know that it's not possible because that also would reinforce the need for people to, to, to follow the public health measures, right? Because right now, everybody is going about because, yeah, vaccines are bad, right? They are vaccines, so we're going to be fine. Uh, so, but then the vaccine is not there. We don't have the supply right now. So it is important that government will make that reflect in their messaging to people, right? Um, like, when was the last time the president even addressed the nation, right? The president addressed the nation only when, only when the cases are spiking, I don't think that is that is that is yeah. I don't, in my opinion I don't think that that is good risk communication. You talk to people throughout. You are not done with the pandemic. Like here in Canada, the the prime minister every day, every day he is talking. Every day he's speaking to Canadians and talking about COVID and talking about the vaccination program. When was the last time our president addressed the country? Even the information minister and the Ghana Health Services. Like right now, their their press conference is not even systematic. It's like right. if uh, if you are feeling like it, then or they will come and do it. Like they, they want, exactly, it be vibes, right? So so we can and we can we can beat COVID with vibes. Yeah. Like we we've shown that we can beat COVID with vibes. Like we saw what happened in January when people were dying here and there, and and the the hospitals, all the all the things that we're seeing on social media. 
uh, with people not being able to get into hospitals. We want to avoid that. We don't want to get there. And I think we have to be proactive and, and you know, tell people the truth. I, I know that, you know, it's always hard for our politicians to do that. But you, you have to be honest with people, you know, knowing that our vaccination program is not going so well. What do we have to do? Well, we have to educate people and tell them that it is the social distancing, it is the masking. You Those are the things that, that protect you. So just continue to be reflects the true state of the issues in terms of COVID. That's one. Um, two, I heard in the news that there is a collaboration for Ghana to produce their own vaccine. I don't know if you know that. And you have prior information about that. Is that possible? Can that be done in any shortest time? I can I can talk about the uh, the 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 fact that the, the numbers right. I mean I think with any um, and I mean this is probably best answered by an epidemiologist, but I, I'll try my best. I think there's always going to be um, like because we are not testing. First of all, we are not testing randomly, right? So the testing is always going to be you know pretty much is not going to be representative of of the population. That's that's a given. So no matter what what you do, like based on the testing strategy that we are we adopting and um that's 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 just making the that, that was that's always going to make the numbers biased towards yeah. a certain uh, population for example a certain subpopulation a certain demographic so for example one time the the director general of the ghana health service said that uh it is the middle class that is getting covid or you know yeah, all the like cases you know, right and, and i mean it's, it's just because it's just because Right. And I think it's just because it's also the middle class that is getting tested, right? Yeah. That's, that's just a simple explanation for it. So the people you are testing, it is those that you are... The, the testing is the name of the game. If you test, you detect. If you don't test, you don't detect, right? So that's... So I'm just saying... Oh, I'm just saying all that to say that there is a, there's a possibility that it is it is underrepresented and that the the cases that we are reporting um, are not are not uh, the true state because we, we don't have the resources to test everybody for example and it's not even feasible and so we and then we are doing a bias testing so if you show symptoms you come and we test you so uh there are people who are asymptomatic and then if they don't if they don't come up if you don't know if they don't have the money to go and get tested that's a challenge as well so i i'd say that the number is definitely um uh, just from how just based on how you know uh from the mechanics and how it is set up it is definitely possible that the numbers don't reflect the the true state of things in the country uh, that notwithstanding, uh, I, I, I get hope in the sense that recently, there's one, there's one indicator that tells you, also can give you an idea about how much testing you're doing and whether it's reflecting your current, the state of affairs. And that is the, the daily test positivity rate. Um, so the world, the world had, uh, the WHO had uh, a recommendation that if your positivity rate is about uh, 5% and over, it's over 5%, then it gives you an indication that you're not doing enough tests. So one thing that I think I, I'm glad about is recently, well, our positivity rate for a longer time, very, very long time, was about 5%. Recently, though, it, it's been going down. It, I think it's been around 3% recently. So that gives me some, some, some encouragement that maybe we might be doing enough tests related to the size of the, the cases that we are confirming. So that's, that's all good. And then in the case of vaccines, um, so no, we're we talking was, about vaccine safety. Was that, what, you, was that what the question was? the production yeah yeah sorry yes so i mean i think it's possible i mean <laughs> once they uh people decide to take an initiative to do a vaccine um it is possible but is it possible to do it in the time frame that we have 
um, to be able to solve our vaccine supply issue? I don't think so. I think it's because remember that they keep saying that COVID is with us. It probably might be an endemic. It, it will come like it will be something that we have to deal with every now and then. So I, I think that the vaccines that we're producing or whatever the, uh, the African Union or that group is working on, I think it's like a cross-African partnership that they're trying to uh, produce a vaccine. I think it will be good for the longer term. I don't think it's going to show, uh, solve our sh uh, short-term vaccine challenge, supply challenges because it takes time, right? It takes, you know, there's a research, then you have to do all the clinical trials and all that stuff. Like, it, it's a long time. Like, it, look, even uh, we said that the Moderna and the Pfizer, their timelines were, you know, like it's, it was fast. Even that was long. Like, it took time. It took a long time. So right now, the challenge that we are having, I don't think the vaccine... Um, the vaccine production that we are trying to do is going to solve it for us right now. But I think definitely looking into the future, like one or two years down the line, I think it's possible that we will. Um, and I, I mean, I'm glad about that. I think it's great. It's a great initiative if people will follow through, though. Like, you can always promise things, but it's, it's really about the follow through. <laughs> it's really about the follow through and the accountability, right? That's always yeah, that's yeah, always yeah. what it comes down to at the end of the day. So if, if I'm, I am glad, I am very happy about that. I am very very happy that people are taking that initiative and i think yeah. it's something that is yeah. should be should be should be on a lighter note and i think it's, you know, it's about the follow-through when you only step the d the ghana health website account like you only step the guy in Challenge on no no I, I try I mean you know obviously you can see that I try to be as yeah, constructive as possible true, true, true. I like I don't go insulting them yeah. calling them names or anything but I think sometimes some of the things it's just you know it's very like especially if you follow the the Ghana data very closely right it gets very annoying right like it's 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 very frustrating too right uh, you are looking for data for two days then you go and then one day is there the other day is not there or sometimes some of the numbers are not adding up like what is causing that right so that it's just it's just uh, things like that i i just want to make sure that um and you know to be like sometimes i don't it's not everything that i post on the timeline sometimes i dm them too they ha they actually have never replied but i i noticed that even even if even if they don't reply yeah. they still yeah. like try to make the change right so which which i'm glad about i mean i'm, I'm not asking them to reply me or anything i'm just bringing it to my, my 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 plan is that i bring it to the attention and then maybe they will because a lot of the times if i even if when i tweet at them they wouldn't respond right but they will change it which is great like i say oh there's a data data missing or there's this update missing they actually go on the website and they update it which i'm glad to see right it's like at least it's yeah. it is having an impact there um but i think it, it's it's really never my intention to really be on them or anything like i like when this when this thing started and people were even saying oh they are massaging the numbers i never really said anything like that i was actually always defending them because if you work in data some of the some of the mistakes that were happening and that when people were saying that they were massaging the numbers some of them you could easily explain why something like that could happen if you work in data like if you work with data a lot you can easily understand why some computational error can happen and that can have rippling effects on other things right so that's why i was saying that i mean for me it's not like i just want to be on them but it's it's sometimes it's just you know like i uh i try to hold back but it's like even if when i dm them and they respond to it fine but if they don't respond like sometimes i come on the time yeah. like yo you guys what's happening like um why is there this like, not showing this up so why is the numbers like, not coming yeah this guy again this guy who 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 is like i thought they didn't search they search me me i say i say if i come down i'll be there go go for coffee me then the guy for go for coffee <laughs> 
<laughs> and and then sometimes I sometimes I just search it just be basic things so it just be simple simple things like you know just put the data on there right like we not say you guys you guys and they are under a lot of pressure so you have to give them credit for when credit is due right and when they were you know when the updates were consistent yeah I would go there and I say oh yeah these guys are really doing good job you know thank you for making sure that the update is on there but sometimes to the data no they come Charlie like the thing you go go you go scroll like today for example today be uh, April twentieth the uh, sorry, today be April 25th. The last update today, the website be five April days. 20th. So that'd be what? Yeah. Almost five days. Right? So yeah. that'd be that'd be like yeah. what they cause that. What they cause the delay. So that'd be my that, that'd be always my issue, right? Like sick of we do this thing for a long time. Since uh January or March, yeah. whatever, yeah. March. Since March was when we confirmed yeah. our face case. So March 2020. We we, we did this thing top. So like I mean, I just say like right there before they see some efficiency, right? You if you do the same thing over and over and over, you for be efficient. Like if you don't be efficient, then what they cost them? Because if you be the same charts, the same thing. I should say the Excel data, you just go populate the data, then the thing will be that be my assumption. That's I don't know if that's how they do it. That's my assumption. Then give image make you approve before. Then 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 I for one say like bruh, I am always I'm always can I use the word proud? I'm always proud when I see these kind of things. You then this other guy, I don't know if Machi, I don't know his name, yeah. It's like Charlie yeah, it's amazing work that you guys are doing over there. Kudos to you and him and your data analytics team. Charlie, Charlie, no, thank you, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's been great. Um, and I think I should, one one thing I just want to give shout out to my uh, Ghana Ghana Analytics uh, uh, Twitter uh, page. So make people go follow. Um, we just they, you know we just they post visualizations. The people then they Facebook to it. Ghana Analytics now. Nah. So just just follow with and uh, with the try post post the data. Sometimes no, it be hard. Like the how you go get the data set. If the, the data they come in different different forms that we try on our best thing yeah, we will make yeah, yeah, yeah. a visual for you. So, yeah. uh, I think that I'll put I'll probably put it in episode show notes uh, for people to go and to have comprehensive um, understanding about how the data metrics really is. Charlie, thanks for Charlie on my invitation and coming on And yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Please rate, review us, and we'll catch you next episode. Peace out. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com. I'm here to last, not to carry last. Manifest the God with the funny laugh. Bad man tin till I retire. Tell a low life, make you reach higher. Know they hear when they talk chow. No see my style, make them hostile. Up five nil before halftime. Tell a bench player, make you pitch. I don't have time. Tell them. I go